The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope you had a good night. It's morning, and it's time to get busy and pray. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, November 10th, 2021, Wednesday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Leo the Great, Pope and Doctor of the Church. He was elected in 440 A.D. and is known as one of the best administrative popes of the ancient church. He worked at length to control heresies. A second major area of his concern was doctrinal controversy, to which he responded with a classic letter setting down the church's teaching on the two natures of Christ. He also led the defense of Rome against barbarian attack, taking the role of peacemaker. St. Leo the Great died in 461 A.D. St. Leo the Great, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that people who suffer from depression or burnout will find support and a light that opens them up to life. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, today you raise up for us the example of Pope St. Leo the Great. And we will see in this time of prayer that truly he was great indeed. And as you set before us the example of greatness in the past, back in the 5th century, we're very conscious, Jesus, that you are calling us to greatness today. So in this time of prayer, Lord, make that first and foremost in our thoughts. That as we are reflecting and thanking you for the example of his life, we pray that what you might offer to us through that example so that we can imitate that as best we can, but not just imitate it, but that we can ourselves find the way to the greatness that you have called us, each and every one of us by our baptism, and to live out our Christian vocation in its fullness, so that in seeing us, Jesus, the world might see you, and that that might truly be our source of greatness. Now, one of the lovely things that comes out quite strongly out of the writings of Pope St. Leo the Great is a sense that we are all in this together in the church. And there's a nice unity that comes from celebrating the feast day of a pope because it links us to he who leads us upon this earth. He who leads the church, of which we are all 
baptized members. But it doesn't fall to the Pope to represent the Catholic Church. It falls to each one of us. The Church is in our hands. So that wherever we might be, we are the representative of your Church, Jesus. And we want to make sure that the witness that we give to the world is strengthened by prayer, is strengthened by union with you, and that it has something powerful to say about how wonderful it is to be with you, Jesus, to lay our lives before you and to live our lives for you. We are all in this together. And so there is a responsibility for each one of us to help one another on this Christian journey, to help one another in the church. So we bring today also all of our intercessions for those who have asked us to pray for them. And we're very conscious also in this month of November of the Holy Souls. So help us in this time of prayer, Holy Souls, also, as we pray for you, that you might pray that our witness to the world will be strengthened by our relationship with Jesus. One of the things that Pope St. Leo the Great was truly great about was defending the teaching of the church. Now, in the early church, in the fifth century, whenever he lived, people had not altogether clear ideas about very basic tenets of church teaching. And so there was a lot of confusion about the person of Jesus and how to live our relationship with him, who could go to heaven and how you could get to heaven by our own merits or by your grace. And Pope Leo the Great saw that heresies do a terrible amount of damage to the church, but also to our soul, that the seeds of division can be very quickly spread whenever we are not truly nourished on what God has revealed to us in the teachings of the church and in sacred scripture. And so first and foremost, we have to battle to protect church teaching. We need to know what the church teaches. We need to know especially what the church is teaching us about you, Jesus, so that we don't end up getting crazy ideas. Because those crazy ideas can do damage to our our souls, but it also can do damage to other people's souls. So whilst we want to experience you in our prayer, Jesus, we also want to rely upon the wisdom of the church, which has received revelation from God Almighty about who you are and the relationship that we have to you. And that is found in the catechism of the church. It's found in the teaching and the preaching of the popes and the saints. So we want to defend that whenever that comes under attack. Sometimes we might find ourselves in situations where we are called to give account for what we believe as Catholics. And we want that the witness that we would give in those moments would, would be strong, that would bear witness to the truth. Because insofar as we bear witness to the truth, we are bearing witness to you, Jesus, and we're helping people to come to experience you who are the way, the truth, and the life. So if Pope Leo was great because he defended church teaching, help us to be great in defending that teaching too, Lord Jesus. The second thing that I think that makes Pope Leo the great, great, is that he defended the peace that is proper to the Christian soul. Jesus, you tell us in the gospel that you bring a peace that the world cannot give. We're praying for peace all the time, especially where there are situations of war or conflict. We have seen the damage that that can do, the damage that hatred can do in our own family homes, but also in our communities, in our workplaces. The seeds of hate and division can cause terrible damage. 
So we want peace, but not just a peace which is an absence of war, a peace which is based upon building our lives firmly upon you and getting rid of sin, which is the destroyer of that peace that only you can bring, Jesus. The challenge for Leo was warring countries at times, clans, Europe at times was very divided. And so as a pope, he had to give good leadership about how countries and people would come together kind of politically and diplomatically. Now, we're probably not going to face those challenges in our own daily life, but we do face challenges in our own human relationships and the people that we live with, the people who we work with, the people in our own family. And the question, whenever we reflect upon his deep love for peace and the peace that only you can give Jesus is, how do I bear witness to the fact that I am trying to seek that peace, first of all, in my own life? But I want to bring peace where there are situations of division. But I want to get rid of the root of that division in my own life, which is sin. And to pray for peace very concretely. To pray that people find peace, peace of mind, peace of heart. One thing that Pope Leo is remembered for in the history books is how he defended the church with his bravery. In the mid-5th century, Attila the Hun had swept through the Asian steppe and had entered into Europe. And he threatened the Christian way of life because he represented values that were not only contrary to everything that we believe, but that were threatening to our way of life as Christians threatening even to the worship of Almighty God as God. And Pope Leo saw that Attila the Hun could do untold damage to Christendom if he and his soldiers made their way towards Rome and destroyed it. And in an immense act of courage, he went out to meet these soldiers who were marching towards Rome in order to persuade them not to do so. Now, history doesn't tell us what exactly he said or did. In a sense, it doesn't really matter. The fact is that he was brave enough to do it, that he was going to be the Pope as a leader, as a man, as a Christian, and do what he was called to do, which was to defend the church and using his own human capacities in order to do so. And whilst he may have very successfully defended the church against the advances of Attila the Hun, he was not so successful, unfortunately, three years later, whenever Rome was again threatened by the Vandals. He wasn't able to persuade them on this occasion not to sack Rome. And they did make their way to Rome and they did cause damage, but not perhaps as much as they would have done had Leo not sought to intercede for the people of Rome. And as a result of whatever negotiations he had, he spared the holy places from being burnt and from being desecrated. Now, you just can't do that unless you've got guts unless you're willing to defend God's church and to defend the freedom that we enjoy as children of God by putting our own talents and abilities on the line. There's a beautiful altarpiece in St. Peter's Basilica that commemorates the time whenever Pope Leo went out to meet Attila the Hun. It's a little bit far away. It's not easy to see. It's, it's in an altar which is kind of in a cordoned off part of St. Peter's Basilica just up behind the high altar. But if you ever get a chance when you're there and the guards are looking the other way, I would make a break for it because it's well worth it to see it close up. And that is where his earthly remains lie, where his relics are. And for me, Pope Leo has a kind of a personal connection because he was the Pope whenever St. Patrick was evangelising Ireland. 
which is, of course, a long time ago now, but the effects of St. Patrick can still be felt in Ireland to this day. But it's not enough to have these great saints from the past. It's not enough that we have Pope St. Leo the Great, who died many, many years ago. What we need is to be great today. And so help us, Jesus, to play our part in worshipping you as God, just as he did, and to build up your church upon earth so that we can do great things by you who strengthen us. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother, Immaculate St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 15 past the hour on Daybreak. On the memorial of St. Leo the Great, this is Daybreak. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app, I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord. Fount of all wisdom, alleluia. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom, alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, And shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving. And sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord. Fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me. 
Although they had seen all of my works, come let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray. And they do not know my ways, so I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Glory to the Father. To the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. forget all he has done for you. Bless, Bless the, the Lord, Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion, who fills your life with good things, renewing your youth like an eagle's. The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. 
he made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's sons. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. As As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. As a father has compassion on his sons, the Lord has pity on those who fear him. For he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flowers like the flower of the field. The wind blows, and he is gone, and his place never sees him again. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Bless the Lord, all you his works. But the love of the Lord is everlasting upon those who hold him in fear. His justice reaches out to children's children when they keep his covenant in truth when they keep his will in their mind. The Lord has set his sway in heaven, and his kingdom is ruling over all. Give thanks to the Lord all his angels, mighty in power, fulfilling his word, who heed the voice of his word. Give thanks to the Lord, all his hosts, his servants who do his will. Give thanks to the Lord, all his works, in every place where he rules. My soul give thanks to the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. You have compassion for the sinner, Lord, as a father has compassion for his children. Heal the weaknesses of your people and save us from lasting death, that we may praise and glorify you forever. Bless the Lord, all you his works. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Daniel. King Belshazzar gave a banquet for a thousand of his lords with whom he drank. 
Under the influence of wine, he ordered the gold and silver vessels which Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem to be brought in so that the king, his lords, his wives, and his entertainers might drink from them. Suddenly, opposite the lampstand, the fingers of a human hand appeared, writing on the plaster of the wall in the king's palace. When the king saw the wrist and hand that wrote, his face was blanched, his thoughts terrified him, his hip joints shook and his knees knocked. The king shouted for the enchanters, Chaldeans and astrologers to be brought in. Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means, he said to the wise men of Babylon, shall be clothed in purple, wear a golden collar about his neck, and be third in the government of the kingdom. But though all the king's wise men came in, none of them could either read the writing or tell the king what it meant. Then King Balshazar was greatly terrified. His face went ashen, and his lords were thrown into confusion. Then Daniel was brought into the presence of the king. The king asked him, Are you the Daniel, the Jewish exile, whom my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard that the Spirit of God is in you, that you possess brilliant knowledge and extraordinary wisdom. Now the wise men and chanders were brought in to me to read this writing and tell me its meaning, but they could not say what the words meant. But I have heard that you can interpret dreams and solve difficulties. If you are able to read the writing and tell me what it means, you shall be clothed in purple, wear a gold collar about your neck, and be third in the government of the kingdom. Daniel answered the king, You may keep your gifts or give your presents to someone else, but the writing I will read for you, O king, and tell you what it means. This is the writing that was inscribed, Mene, Tekel, Pereth. These words mean, Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and put it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then by order of Belshazzar, they clothed Daniel in purple and with a gold collar about his neck and proclaimed him third in the government of the kingdom. The same night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was slain, and Darius the Mede succeeded to the kingdom at the age of sixty-two. The Word of the Lord. Do not be arrogant in the presence of the Most High, for God is our judge. One man he humbles, and another he raises up. The, the Lord, Lord holds, holds a, a cup of bitter wine in his hand. All the sinners of the world shall drink from it. Whoever worships the beast or its image will drink the wine of God's wrath. The, the Lord, Lord holds a cup of bitter wine in his hand. All the sinners of the world shall drink from it. From a sermon by St. Leo the Great, Hope Although the universal Church of God is constituted of distinct orders of members, still, in spite of the many parts of its holy body, 
the church subsists as an integral whole, just as the apostle says, we are all one in Christ. Nor is anyone separated from the office of another in such a way that a lower group has no connection with the head. In the unity of faith and baptism, our community is then undivided. There is a common dignity, as the Apostle Peter says in these words, and you are built up as living stones into spiritual houses, a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices which are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And again, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of election. For all, regenerated in Christ, are made kings by the sign of the cross. They are consecrated priests by the oil of the Holy Spirit, so that beyond the special service of our ministry as priests, all spiritual and mature Christians know that they are a royal race and are sharers in the office of the priesthood. For what is more kinglike than to find yourself ruler over your body after having surrendered your soul to God? And what is more priestly than to promise the Lord a pure conscience and to offer Him in love unblemished victims on the altar of one's heart? Because, through the grace of God, it is a deed accomplished universally on behalf of all, it is altogether praiseworthy and in keeping with a religious attitude for you to rejoice in this our day of consecration, to consider it a day when we are especially honored. For indeed, one sacramental priesthood is celebrated throughout the entire body of the Church. The oil which consecrates us has richer effects in the higher grades, yet it is not sparingly given in the lower. Sharing in this office, my dear brethren, we have solid ground for a common rejoicing, yet there will be more genuine and excellent reason for joy if you do not dwell on the thought of our unworthiness. It is more helpful and more suitable to turn your thoughts to study the glory of the blessed apostle Peter. We should celebrate this day above all in honor of him. He overflowed with abundant riches from the very source of all graces. Yet though he alone received much, nothing was given over to him without his sharing it. The Word made flesh lived among us, and in redeeming the whole human race, Christ gave himself entirely. Jesus said to Simon, I tell you most solemnly that you are Peter and I will build my church upon this rock foundation. And, and the, the powers, powers of hell will, will never overcome it. For all eternity, God's church stands firm. And, and the, the powers, powers of hell will, will never overcome it. Let us pray. O God, who never allow the gates of hell to prevail against your church, firmly founded in the apostolic rock, grant her, we pray that through the intercessions of Pope St. Leo, she may stand firm in your truth and know the protection of lasting peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 
23 minutes before the hour, and we've got the gospel coming up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. It's all straight ahead on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, November 10th, 2021, the Memorial of St. Leo the Great. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord deals with one grateful leper and nine who aren't quite so grateful. From the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. That gospel reading is about gratitude. In its basic form, gratitude is a human or social virtue. But if we practice it regularly, the supernatural virtues will usually flow pretty freely. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. In today's first reading, St. Paul writes to Titus and the church at Crete about the importance of living the social virtues. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for any honest work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all men. The social virtues make daily life more pleasant. They dispose the soul to a closer union with God and to a conscientious pursuit of the supernatural virtues. The Christian knows how to transform the practice of the social virtues into so many acts of love for God. Charity ennobles and elevates these actions to a higher plane. Gratitude is a human virtue that adds a great deal to social life. It consists of the affectionate recognition of a favor received. We manifest our desire to reciprocate in some fashion. Sometimes it is only possible to say thank you or respond with some similar expression. Our gratitude is shown by the cheerfulness we impart to the words. St. Thomas has taught that according to the natural order of things, it is fitting that the recipient of a favor should respond with due gratitude to his benefactor. It certainly costs us very little to show our gratitude. The effects of the virtue are manifold, and it contributes remarkably to a more friendly environment. 
As we become more sensitive and grateful to other people, we find ourselves acting almost instinctively for the general welfare. That our house be clean and orderly, that our workplace be attractive and agreeable, that our appearance is neat. If at any time we should find these things a little out of order, we will make an effort to forgive and forget. We should do our best to make life pleasant for others without giving in to a self-centered obsession with geometric neatness or absolute efficiency. We should also try to be thankful for those services which we pay for as well as those services which are our due by giving thanks to the attendant who waits on us, by showing appreciation to the bus driver who waits patiently while we get on board. The social virtues find their culmination in our increased capacity for a friendship with a wide variety of people. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could call everyone in our workday world friends, not just neighbors, colleagues, or acquaintances, but friends? This would entail a genuine struggle on our part to be unselfish, understanding, optimistic, loyal, and eager to serve. We need to live friendship within the family, among our brothers and sisters, with our children, with our parents. True friendship is not prevented by difference in age. Friendliness and true friendship are indispensable to apostolate. The story is told that when Alexander the Great was on his deathbed, his relatives were persistently asking him, Alexander, where are your treasures? He responded, My treasures? They are in the pockets of my friends. When we die, our friends should be able to say that we shared with them everything we possessed. Mutual respect is also indispensable to social harmony. The faith teaches us that we must respect other people because they are made in the image and likeness of God. Each person has been redeemed at the cost of the most precious blood of our Lord. This includes those we may find a bit annoying for one reason or another. This virtue would also have us respect all created things since they have come to us from the hand of God. Everything, as well as everyone, can and should be treated in such a way as to give glory to God the Creator. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's keep on praying. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God. Come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. My heart is ready, O God. I will sing, sing your praise. Awake, my soul, awake, lyre and harp, I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples, among the nations I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens, may your glory shine on earth. O come and deliver your friends, Help with your right hand and reply. From his holy place, God has made this promise. I will triumph. 
and divide the land of Shechem, I will measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh. Ephraim I will take for my helmet, Judah for my commander's staff. Moab I will use for my washbowl. On Edom I will plant my shoe. Over the Philistines I will shout in triumph. But who will lead me to conquer the fortress? Who will bring me face to face with Edom? Will you utterly reject us, O God, and no longer march with our armies? Give us help against the foe, for the help of man is vain. With God we shall do bravely, and he will trample down our foes. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Accept the prayers of your servants, Lord, and prepare our hearts to praise your holy name. Come to our aid in times of trouble, and make us worthy to sing you songs of thanksgiving. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch. Nations shall behold your vindication and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name pronounced by the mouth of the Lord. You shall be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem held by your God. No more shall men call you forsaken or your land desolate but you shall be called my delight and your land espoused. For the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. As a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. I will praise my God all the days of my life. I will will praise praise my God God all the days of my life. 
My soul, give praise to the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my days. Make music to my God while I live. Put no trust in princes, in mortal men in whom there is no help. Take their breath, they return to clay, and their plans that day come to nothing. He is happy who is helped by Jacob's God, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who alone made heaven and earth, the seas and all they contain. It is he who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is he who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free, the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down, the Lord who protects the stranger and upholds the widow and the orphan. It is the Lord who loves the just but thwarts the path of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever, Zion's God, from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. God of glory and power, those who have put all their trust in you are happy indeed. Shine the brightness of your light upon us, that we may love you always with a pure heart. I will, I will praise, praise my God, God all the days of my life. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God. To whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise, let the church tell forth the wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Strengthened by Christ, blessed Peter has remained steadfast as a rock in his guidance of the church. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Strengthened by Christ, Blessed Peter has remained steadfast as a rock in his guidance of the Church. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who never allow the gates of hell to prevail against your church, firmly founded in the apostolic rock, grant her, we pray, that through the intercessions of Pope St. Leo, she may stand firm in your truth and know the protection of lasting peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Another new day is just waiting for you to make it holy. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.